Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Zen Sports Studio. I'm your host, Buck Rising. If you are new to our broadcast around here, we do this Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. or thereabouts. And I am proud, as always, to be presented to you by the great people at Zen Sports. Download the Zen Sports app today and plug in the promo code ATOZTN for that $1,000 no danger first wager. Terms and conditions do apply. Two Rivers Ford, quality American-made Ford vehicles and award-winning customer service. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. The law offices of Amanda J. Gentry, wherever justice demands, Amanda J. and her team have you covered. Go to amandajgentry.com for more information. And TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch, where you can get the best workout in Middle Tennessee. In fact, you can get the best workout in Middle Tennessee for the first time free at TrueMathFitness.com. All right, 7-7 is the score, uh, 149 to play, a critical third down, a third and three upcoming for Kansas City uh, here in the red zone against Philadelphia. Been a fun game so far. A couple of former Titans making plays. Uh, Kevin Byard intercepting Mahomes in the end zone. A.J. Brown, while it didn't end up counting the interception held uh, for the uh, for the Chiefs there, did make a heads-up play to strip the ball out of the defender's hands or try to before he was ultimately ruled down. Uh, Mahomes back to pass. Looks like he's got Travis Kelsey for the touchdown. Kansas City at Arrowhead, and they will take that 13-7 to lead. All right, so as we, uh, as we talk about other teams tonight or as we pay attention to other teams tonight, obviously there's a lot of scrutiny on the one here in Nashville. And Mike Vrabel held a press conference today where a couple of difficult questions were asked of him. His control or his grip on the locker room, if he feels like he has control of the locker room, if he has the attention of the locker room. It was a uh, the first time that he's ever been asked such a question. He was also asked about coaching staff changes, and we will uh, let you hear from Mike Vrabel here in just a second. I want to start with your Two Rivers Ford take, though, on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch in the comment section. What does Mike Vrabel need to prove to Titans fans over the remaining seven weeks of the regular season? You may be somebody who says, uh, Mike Vrabel, I mean, this you would be in the minority, I imagine, at this point, but you would say that Mike Vrabel uh, has nothing to prove, that he should be given another opportunity uh, to try and turn this thing around, and at least the 2024 season, or at least the clock will start when the 2024 season. You may think that Mike Vrabel has nothing that he can do to uh, right the ship for you. You may want Mike Vrabel gone no matter what he does in the n- next seven weeks. And then I think the majority of people are probably somewhere in the middle saying, all right, we'll wait and see how this pans out. And if the losing continues at a rate where they're just flatly not competitive, how much of that is ownership willing to stomach when, I mean, there's damn near half a season left and this team looks the way that it does. 
Uh, so we will go through uh, we will go through these things together, and you'll hear from Mike Vrabel on the uh, variety of situations that he is up against right now. What does Mike Vrabel need to prove to Titans fans over the next seven weeks? We will talk about it together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Of course, it is your Two Rivers Ford take, and your Two Rivers Ford take is made possible by the great people at Two Rivers Ford. Quality American-made Ford vehicles award-winning customer service powered by Ford driven by people that is two rivers Ford. So as they continue down this stretch with Carolina at home, a couple of different things to keep an eye on. Obviously they need to win a football game. They cannot go winless down the stretch. They cannot have another seven week losing streak the way that they did to end the 2022 season. At that point, it would be fair to expect that Mike Vrabel would finish out the season but would not be retained. Um, or at least that would be a realistic expectation. That ownership may feel differently. Right now, they want to keep him. And that that becomes a harder and harder situation to kind of hold on to if they are as bad as they – or if they continue to be as bad as they have been. Now, I think that there's a couple of different things to note here about the schedule. They have a ton of games remaining at home. There's only two road trips left for the Tennessee Titans. And obviously the team that uh, that they are at this point does not win on the road. Uh, five games remaining over the course of the next seven weeks in Nissan Stadium should play to their benefit. How many of them that they are able to secure remains to be seen. Uh, looks like Kevin Byard, was he in the area? No, of that uh, Travis Kelsey touchdown. Somebody uh, said that he was, did not look like it based on the replay. A number, was it either number 11 or number one for Kansas City? Had two guys blocked up and the corner too. looks like he was unable to get there to where Kelsey was. Either way, uh, looking at the uh, at the Titans and over the course of the next seven weeks, um, we uh oh and there is also a news item that's worth pointing out chris hubbard's done for the season that happened right before thank you bert for reminding me that did not make the show rundown because that's happened in the last 20 minutes uh so i uh, i apologize for not mentioning that off the top chris hubbard is done for the year as reported or is expected to be done for the year as reported by jeremy fowler of espn that happened uh in the first quarter strip sack there by kansas city looks like jalen hurts might have recovered um, but Kansas City, there's a couple of players hovering around him. Looks like Hurts hang, hangs on to the ball there. Uh, Chiefs defense has been really, really nice. Anyway, uh, Chris Hubbard done for the year. So, you know, you have that that you're up against. You're going to continue to you're going to continue to lose guys because that's the way the football works. Chris Hubbard's probably not the last injury that's going to happen to this football team. Unrealistic to expect them to stay completely healthy down the stretch. Uh, when there are so many games left to play. It's too late in the season to really do anything about the offensive line group. You hope that Jalen Duncan now will slide into a role where he can develop uh, and start to uh, start to come into his own. Had some decent snaps on Sunday against the Jags, but you know we'll see what that looks like in a larger sample size. Uh, Clayton Smith says, Buck, quit calling the game out. You're ahead of my streaming. Clayton, I literally could give a shit how far ahead you I am of you. I am going to uh, keep an eye on this in real time because it's a live stream broadcast. And for those of us who have cable, there's probably not a delay. So, you know, if you're uh, if you're butthurt about it, I don't know what to tell you. You can watch the game and then join us at halftime. Uh, I think that the uh, I think that the 
uh, situation for the Titans right now, though. It's pretty dire, and there may not be anything that Mike Vrabel uh, can do over the course of the next seven weeks to stop the bleeding. They're a really, really talent-deficient football team, and they are struggling as a result. And it starts at the offensive line group. That you're losing more bodies on the offensive line group, not not an ideal, uh, not an ideal circumstance. But I think that what Mike Vrabel has to prove is that he can still find ways to keep these games competitive. He needs to win. He needs to win a couple, I would think. It, it would, it would, it's tough to imagine them winning a game in the AFC South this year, even with games uh, remaining against the Colts, two against the Texans, and one more against KC. Uh, I think that uh, I think that for the Titans, you need to have some show of strength in a divisional game at some point this season. You need to beat the opponents that you have the opportunity to, and Carolina is just a wretched football team. This is supposed to be one of the easier schedules down the stretch remaining in the league right now, but they're certainly making it look a lot harder uh, than they otherwise should. I think that there's a lot... Uh, I think that there's a lot of this that is going to continue to spiral. And, you know, the answers, unfortunately, are is that there's nothing really concretely that they can do until the offseason, until really the draft. And that's where the offensive line needs to be addressed unless they're willing to make a trade uh, because free agents, uh, free agents, the free agent offensive lineman is not where you want to spend your money, even as you have a ton of money to spend this year. There's bad contracts all over the place for the players that hit uh, for players that hit free agency, like, you know, I mean, just, just as an example, Orlando Brown uh, on the Bengals offensive line, I think was the biggest contract. It was either him or Mike McGlinchey this past offseason. Neither of them are top five flight players. Cincinnati still has a bad offensive line group. San Francisco's scheme helps their offensive line group a lot. And so maybe it makes McGlinchey worth the value that he's just, you know, an average to above average tackle. But if you're paying top of market, you want to pay your own dudes. You want to find those guys organically. You want to make sure that they, you know, that there's stability as a result. And the best way to do that is either trading for players who are proven commodities, which is tough to do, or to draft them. And certainly this Titans front office prior to John Robinson's firing made that a difficult task to replenish the uh, offensive line depth. Uh, Jack Penfold says of Mike Vrabel and the coaching situation, there are no decent coaches available till after the season. No change will be made until then. It'll be interesting because they made a ton of changes to the coaching staff this year. I know the coordinators, uh, Kelly, was uh, was promoted from within. Bowen remained the defensive coordinator. But if you look at how many different things they did on that staff this year, this is what it's the biggest staff that Mike Vrabel's ever had. And a lot of the guys and a lot of the people that they added, whether that's um, uh, Chris Harris, the defensive backs coach, Tyler Outen, the running backs coach, like outside hires, right? There are some that were promoted internally, but a lot of outside hires as a part of the new, newly constructed Charles London, this newly constructed Titans coaching staff. So it's always interesting to me when people hit Brable over the head with like, well, you're just hiring your buddies. I mean, if you look, if you look at the the coaching changes that were made this season, a lot of his, a lot of the people that Vrabel has familiarity with on the staff, they got moved into different positions, and other guys were brought in to do some of these higher level jobs: quarterbacks coach, pass game analyst, all these different things. He did let Schwartz walk. I mean, he didn't. Schwartz got Schwartz got a better job offer. Like, 
I mean, I guess you could argue that Vrabel could have promoted Jim Schwartz to be defensive coordinator, but, you know, there was no reason to oust Shane Bowen, even if you know that Jim Schwartz is a better defensive coordinator. Like, Bowen hadn't done anything to deserve losing his job other than not be Jim Schwartz. So that's a that is that's a hard decision to expect a coach to make. Um, Chosen says, Ran, damn sure, doesn't need to listen to Vrabel on offensive line picks anymore. Dillard is a bust. Amy needs to re- let Rand cook and let Vrabel stick to coaching. Well, I mean, listen, uh, there is a, it's a weird dynamic here, right? Cause this, this general manager, uh, circumstance, like if Mike Vrabel is going to be given direction by anybody, it's going to be Amy Adams strunk. And, and you know, obviously that's a different power dynamic than John Robinson had with Mike Vrabel. So, you know, I'd be fascinated to see what happens with Rand Carthon here and and in this particular role with Mike Vrabel and, you know, how that develops over time because it's it's definitely different. Um, and, you know, whether or not it leads to a pr- productive and functioning football organizational structure uh, remains to be seen. All right, so uh, Mike Vrabel asked about the uh, asked about a couple of different things today, in particular losing the locker room. What uh, what does Mike Vrabel have to do over the course of the next seven weeks to prove to you that he should continue to be the Titans coach beyond this year? We'll talk about it together, uh, and you'll hear from Vrabel right after I remind you that Zen Sports will get you in on all the action with your one thousand dollar no danger first wager. Plug in that promo code A T O Z T N and get in on all the action. Terms and conditions do apply with that no danger first wager up to $1,000. Have the best time betting on all your favorite major sports at Zen Sports. In the app, as I mentioned, gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. Must be 21 or up in Tennessee to wager. KC hits a field goal as time expires in the first half. A 10-point lead, 17-7, is what they will carry into halftime. At Arrowhead, real fun game that we'll uh, we'll talk about a little later before we wrap up the primetime broadcast. So Vrabel said today that he's not making coaching uh, changes. He's not, uh, or he hasn't thought about making coaching changes. That was the question asked to him today, among others. And you know, I I think uh, I think that a lot of uh, a lot of people um, are going to want coaches fired. I'm sure they'll make some kind of changes at the end of the season. What those are right now, I don't know. Like. This, is Tim Kelly a, a part of the problem here because the red zone office offense is horrendous or is it the same kind of thing that we're talking about where it's just a, ba- a bad a bad group of players that can't execute the way that they need to it's it's a fascinating I mean it's a science experiment fascinating is probably the wrong word it's it's something I don't, I don't know what it is but you're really seeing kind of the the roots of this. Uh, Major Keys says, oh, y'all pissed him off with that locker room question, LMAO. Well, uh, it was not a question that I was I was expecting to hear today because, well, I don't know. I just, I wasn't expecting to hear it, but he definitely had an interesting reaction to it. This was Mike Rabel at the podium when Teron Davenport asked him about his level of, oh, let me, let me read the quote to be, uh, let me read the context of the question to be completely fair before I play this clip. And you'll hear a little bit of back and forth between Vrabel and Tehran. Uh, The question, on examples of him still having a firm control of the locker room, uh, this was Mike Vrabel earlier today. 
room itself, the, the team overall, what would you say are some examples of, of you still having a firm hold, a, a firm control of the locker room, so to speak? Uh, you, I don't, I've never, you know, are you questioning that? I'm not sure. Is that something I'm that you're quite, you know, just are you questioning to run my, my control of the locker room? I'm asking you're you questioning you, it. No, what I'm asking you is is for examples of how you still have. I'm not saying you do or don't have control of it. What I want to know is what are some examples of you having control? The, the same ones that I've had since I got here. I mean, that's, I don't know how to do it any other way, you know. You know, be honest with them, you know, coach them, you know. And I, you know, have not, uh, I don't know. Not, I haven't really thought about it because I don't, you know, I don't think, you know, that there's, you know, that that's an issue. You know, I wish I wish we would win. I wish we were winning. I wish we were better. Um, but we're not going to, I'm not going to compromise uh, the things that I believe that, uh, you know, are going to help us win and about the details and about, you know, the, the little things and not letting those slide and, Doing my best to, to hold everybody accountable, you know, including myself, uh, as as we go through this. Is there, is there anything that you feel, or or what makes you feel that it's going to remain that way, even if you know you guys should happen to keep losing? Like, what gives you confidence that you could? Well, the, the the players in there, you know, the players in there. I think that uh, you know you got to build something, and with, with the with the people that you uh, you trust and. And again, we've always said about you know cultures defining yourselves by what you look like. You know when things aren't well, things aren't great right now, um, and we know what they are. Uh, and so, you know, we've got to count on our leadership, and uh, you know, and and then finding out. And, and if there are guys like that, it, you know, exposing them, and then we certainly don't want them here. And I don't think there are guys like that. So, it's a pretty interesting dynamic there in that two minute clip and we'll we'll get into it here in just a second on facebook youtube twitter and twitch right after i remind you that the primetime show is presented by the law offices of amanda j gentry amanda j gentry.com wherever justice demands she goes above and beyond to serve you to protect your constitutional rights particularly passionate about your right to be a father to your child if you feel like that is threatened contact the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry, wherever justice demands. So what did you make of that exchange? Um, Because some of you are praising Tehran for the question. Some of you are saying, how do you want Vrabel to respond to the question? Because, you know, I mean, it's not like he's going to say, yeah, I don't, I don't have any control over the locker room. I mean, it would be, it would be a bizarre, like, I don't know what I would expect him to say to a question like that, right? Because something something is missing here, right? And I don't know. Here's what I know about Vrabel in the locker room. Let's let's start there. Mike doesn't go into the locker room. He's he doesn't like deal with guys in the locker room. Deals with them on the practice field. Deals with them in the meeting rooms. But he is always maintained and the players I think really like this about Brable. He doesn't go in the locker room. That's their space. So like the actual locker room itself. Okay. He's, he's not 
in there. He's not hands on there. Are the are the players are the is the message resonating with the players? Because we've asked him, it's it's basically a different version of that, right? Mike, why aren't you getting through to these guys? Why isn't the message resonating with the players? Why, if these corrections are are there to be made and the corrections are, I won't say that the corrections are obvious to everybody, but if you guys have the corrections, why isn't it clicking? It's, and he hasn't had an answer for us, right? So, and the players don't seem to know, like the, like guys in the locker room, seem legitimately disoriented. I, I think it's, and, and I, I haven't talked to Tehran. I don't necessarily know what angle that he was, uh, <laughs> what angle he was looking for there. But, you know, I haven't gone into these locker rooms, even though they look like a bunch of, you know, tail between their legs, sad boys, because they keep losing games. It's not ever like there's been an overwhelming, like, oh, these guys are checked out. I don't get that sense, but this, I mean, I do get the sense that they like, don't know where to go. Like they don't know where to turn. Aziz Alshair is giving us quotes in the locker room last night about, you know, the definition of insanity is repeating things over and over. And they continue to, they continue to repeat these things over and over. Um, he, they, they're not, they're not checked out they just seem a bit lost. And I do think that those things are, they're problems. They're both problems, but I do think that they're different problems. Now, you know, to, to a, you know, to a fault, Mike doesn't take out the players. Like the players are bad. He got, he kind of got close today. <laughs> he got a little close today when he was asked about the Jags and he said, the Jags are, uh, I want to make sure that I read, uh, I want to make sure that I read the quote exactly, so I'm not uh, just paraphrasing here uh, with the Vrabel quote, but um, it was something to the effect of, uh, okay, I mean, Jacksonville's better. They're a better football team. They're better coached, and they're a better team right now. He almost said, he started to say they've got better players, but he stopped himself short, which is as close as Mike has been to kind of, you know, saying, well, I don't have the players that I need. Um, so Jacksonville's better. They're a better football team. They're better coached. They've got better players, dot, 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 but he didn't actually get players out of his mouth. It just seemed like he was going into that. They're a better team right now. So none of us would be able to do anything after that game yesterday. And I know that we're going to come back to work tomorrow. I'll have a plan and see who's available and get to work. So, uh, he doesn't take out the players, which is a plus, right? That's not, you know, that's not something that you want the head coach to do, even if, even if you get emotional about it and you say, well, Mike, Mike, why won't you acknowledge that they suck? Because that's, what is that, what is that going to do? How is that productive, right? I, the best coaches seem like they have a good relationship with the players. He has, he has great relationships with these guys. Like the way that Derrick Henry talks about how Vrabel um, interacts with his, uh, with his uh, significant other and his daughter, when they're at practice, when they're in town, I know that I think they spend the majority of time of their time in Dallas, specifically. Uh, you know the fact that uh, Ryan Tannehill's wife is always watching the games with Mike Rabel's wife, uh, where, where they where they travel to games together and stuff like that. He does have good relationships with these guys. 
You mentioned A.J. Brown today. He was asked a question about A.J. Brown for some reason. Because why not, of course. And, uh, he, you know, he talked. And I've seen it when we were in Philadelphia last year. Mike Rabel has a great relationship with A.J. Brown. But just something is, something's, I don't know. Something's not there. Uh, Jonathan Earl says, Vrabel needs to show some emotion. He always looks so disinterested. Well, yeah, but that's been, he was disinterested at the podium when he went to the AFC championship game. Like Mike doesn't give a shit about the press conferences. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that trying to, trying to determine anything about them from, you know, his body language at a press conference that he doesn't want to be at, that he thinks is a waste of time. And that he just wants to go back to get, you know, to game planning for how he's going to pressure Bryce Young on Sunday. Like don't do not take away anything unless, unless, I mean, let me let me stop short of saying don't take away anything. Because I think the exchange that he just had with Tehran there is interesting. Now, I didn't expect him to give more of an answer than that, than he did. But that's an interesting exchange. Beyond that, though, you know, disinterested. Yes, he is perpetually disinterested at the podium. He doesn't want to be there. You know, He hadn't wanted to be there for six years. And he has to be there more than anybody else. So, you know, like... I. Uh, reading body language at a press conference, I think is a waste of time. It doesn't actually mean anything about your football team. Now, uh, if his body language, if he looks disinterested and also the football team sucks, then you can do whatever you want with it. But yeah, I, uh, I, I wouldn't read too much into Vrabel's body language, uh, body language situation. Uh, JR says treated Tehran like dog shit with a legit question. Yeah. I, I mean, no, I don't, I, here, here's what, here's what I'll say. I don't think it's an unfair question. I also don't think Vrabel's re- reaction is unfair. Like, what do you want him to do? That you want emotion. Mike just showed you emotion. He didn't like that shit. He took it personally, and then he, you know, he kind of caught himself and and toned it down a little bit because you saw him making the Robert De Niro faces <laughs> up there while he's fidgeting with the recorders and stuff like that. But I, you know, so. When he shows the emotion, you say, "Well, he looks emotionless." And and when he uh, and when he doesn't show the emotion, uh, you say, "Well, he needs to show more emotion." I just, I, I thought, I honestly thought, like you know, maybe maybe Mike handles that in a different situation if there's not television cameras and stuff like that. Because uh, I I know I know he didn't like it, but uh, you know, I mean, I don't think I don't think the response the response by Vrabel is is. Out of hand. He didn't treat Tehran like like dog shit. He uh he asked uh he asked a follow-up. Are you questioning my my grip on the locker room? And and Tehran said no. He's saying provide asking for examples of where he has a bit. Like honestly, I think Tehran was trying to do him a favor. And again, I haven't talked to TD, so I don't know what what the angle that he got the question from. But like Honestly, I think Mike, I thought Tehran was trying to do him a solid and say, hey, Mike, in not so subtle terms, people are questioning your, the fact that you're resonating with the players. Can't you provide some examples so that we can have this on video or, you know, I could write an article about it or something like that. Like, I honestly thought that he was trying to do Mike a solid there. Um, the initial reply was defensive, Buck. Come on, bro. Well, no shit, JR. Like, what can what do you want him to do? This is the kind of dumbassery that that I can't that that makes no sense to me. Jr. If you have an opinion that you're done with Mike Vrabel and that's your steadfast opinion and you want to shit on Vrabel whenever you want to, you are entirely allowed to do that. But to imply that a defensive reaction is not warranted there 
is just asking a human being to be completely devoid of human emotions and not understanding the exchange that he has with reporters, the relationship that he has with us as individuals, and trying to read, again, reading too much into a press conference. Uh, Defensive, you just asked him if he has any grip on 53 dudes that he's tasked with overseeing. The fuck, I mean, (laughs) what do you want him to say? (laughs) It is, it is just, it is just the, like, it's, it's not, it's not willing to listen to reason. Like it's, it's being blinded by everything else that's going around because you have the opinion that you want, want the guy gone. And I don't, you're allowed to have that opinion, but you're not going to sit there and reason back and forth with me, like, like a defensive response to a question that he should inherently, he should have to defend that. Do you not want him to defend that? I don't, I don't understand because you're asking you're you're not actually seeking an answer to these things. You're just waiting for the moment where you can say fire him and move on with your day. The rest of it is just nonsensical bullshit, and it's trying to further an agenda that you may or may not have. But like, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit there and go through these different things when you're not gonna change your opinion that you're allowed to have, but also ignore complete and obvious you know logic, fact, and reason in the middle of an exchange at a press conference. Like, I just I think that is completely. I just, I think that's so stupid. I think that's so stupid, but you know, you're allowed to be stupid. I'm not going to stop you. Like I'm stupid all the time. You're, you're not going to stop me from being stupid. I'm not going to stop you from being stupid. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> Brent Beard, uh, says, uh, Oh, Buck about to respond. Like someone just said, you'd rather go eight and nine than four and 12. Now, you know, Oh, you, I get, you got a little neck veins. It's all right. That's fine. Listen, I needed that comment from Jr. Because I've basically been sleepwalking through the, through this last couple of, games of the season. If you guys can piss me off and wake me up a little bit. Yeah, it's going to be okay. <laughs> uh, all right, let's keep it moving. Well, yeah. Cause the second half's already back. Uh, who you got? We'll keep it as simple as that. Eagles with the ball trailing 17 to seven, 1344 on the clock. Jalen hurts just got smoked in the backfield. That chief's defense having a night who you got at this point, Kansas city or Philadelphia. We'll talk about it together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch, uh, right after I remind you that the primetime program is made possible by True Math Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMathFitness.com. That's the smartest. That we're talking about a lot of dumb stuff around here. If you want to be smart, you go to True Math Fitness. You want to get the best workout of Middle Tennessee, you go to True Math Fitness. And if you want to save money, because the holidays are right around the corner, and uh, I know you're looking to spend money on gifts for your friends, your family, your loved ones, perhaps your favorite talk show host, perhaps not. JR probably not sending me a Christmas present. That's okay. I still love you, JR. Uh, TrueMathFitness.com. You can get your first workout free. Save a little cash. Get the best workout in Middle Tennessee and have uh, some extra scratch for your Christmas presents. TrueMathFitness is where you go. Uh, so, KC or Philadelphia, simple as that. Uh, the vast majority of you, and you know, with a 10-point lead at home, the uh, the Chiefs are tough to pick against. The spread was six and a half, and I thought that was I was surprised to see the line that big because Philadelphia is is great and Kansas City has not been uh, overwhelmingly consistent on offense. But the defense, again, for the Chiefs is the thing that is really, I don't want to say carrying the day for them, but the defense making the kind of plays that they are is really giving them an advantage in this situation. 10 points is tough to overcome uh, overcome at Arrowhead. Mahomes is, overcome, uh, is difficult to overcome under normal circumstances. You know, perhaps Philadelphia can get another interception by Kevin Byard. Uh, we need a we need a Mario to trick play touchdown. We need a, a Zach Cunningham like tackle for loss or strip sack or uh, you know f- forced fumble or an interception.
to complete the Titans fan seventh circle of hell of watching all these former Titans make plays for the Philadelphia Eagles. Unbelievable. Anyway, uh, I, you know, case I, I would have picked KC under normal circumstances. I don't know if I would have bet them. Uh, you guys know I don't bet on NFL games, but uh, I definitely, if I was betting with your money, I probably would have bet Eagles plus the six and a half, um, maybe KC money line. But yeah, surprising to see Philadelphia struggle quite this way and uh, 10 point lead right now. I, I think the Chiefs are going to be able to hold on pretty comfortably, but we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, let's, uh, let's keep it moving. Actually, that's all we've got on this, uh, primetime Monday evening. Appreciate you guys jumping in with us for, uh, for a quick, uh, halftime update. So show schedule the rest of the way, uh, two, tomorrow's our last primetime show for the week. Cause obviously Thanksgiving, and I'm not going to bother you guys with <laughs> talk about a shitty football team over your holidays. Uh, nor do I want to do that. So we will uh, take that opportunity to take a break. Tuesday will be the uh, the last primetime show of the week. Wednesday will be the last radio show of the week. And then we will, uh, you know, get through the holidays. I'll be at Titans practice on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. So we'll have stuff for you. Even though you'll be off work, I will still be at work in some form or fashion, though we do not have radio on Friday at all. Have a great rest of your evening. Radio show at 10 a.m. tomorrow on 104.5 The Zone. I will see you guys there. This is our Colts. This is our team. We bleed blue. This is our Colts. Whether win or lose, we love them. For the shoe, beat the Titans. Let the world hear us now. This is 